Welcome to the podcast Found in Estonia, where we talk with foreigners who have made Estonia their home. I am Tino. And I am Kaisa. And we are both Estonians living in Estonia that have seen the world. <laughs> Our aim is to bring Estonians and its expat community closer to each other, give an insight to the background and how they've made Estonia their home, and to just hear interesting stories about us Estonians and the way how foreigners see us. We really love hearing your feedback and to keep in touch with us, go to our website, which is foundinestonia.ee and join our email community, write to us. You can find all the contacts over there. And in case you feel the need to write to us any kind of feedback or just share um, what your thoughts were after listening to a podcast episode, you can do so by reaching out to us over at Instagram or Facebook. We always love getting feedback and we always love sharing stories and conversations with you as well. So with that said, enjoy. Enjoy. Hey, you, have we met before? I heard you. Hi, <laughs> so today recording again in Tallinn and I was recording alone today, uh, no Kaisa this time. I recorded an episode with Avi Avishek from India and he shared his story of how he spent two years and a lot of research, a lot of job applications before he ended up moving to Estonia. And he shares his first impressions, how he really got the culture shock after arriving, then sharing uh, what he misses about Indian food, how it's hard to find green vegetables in Estonia. He shares um, what he likes in Estonia, his favorite words, how the daylight is different. And he has a bunch of tips for other foreigners when they want to move to Estonia. So let's jump in and enjoy. Hey, um, my name is Abhishek. Um, it's that's how you pronounce it, actually. So, if you depends on which part of India come from, you come from, it can be pronounced a bit differently. But we do it, Abhishek. Um, I'm from India, as I said, and I work in data. So I'm a data guy, um, like more like analytics, data science kind of a thing. I started living here two and a half years ago. Like I came in August two thousand and eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not that I'm counting. <laughs> but, no, I think no, you are counting. Not at all. Fourth <laughs> of August, two thousand and eighteen. Fourth of August, okay, special day. Yeah, uh, it was a good day. Yeah. And then I've been living here for two and a half years almost, and I love it. Oh, cool. So I heard you have a pretty special story of you coming to live in Estonia. So can you share more about that? Well, I wanted to um, live for some time outside India, you know, just just see the world and explore some different cultures and different places. And it's it was not easy for me to get out. It took me a few years. And after every travel, um, I would come back home and I would get even more restless that hey, I had really amazing experience. And I know, I know that if I go outside, I can do kind of really well. I feel like you know, way more excited than coming, living here. And this was 2016. I just came back from, I think, Madagascar. Yeah. And then I was again, the typical post-travel hangover and (laughs) being a bit annoyed and sad that I have to go back and then do all the regular stuff. So Um, what did you do in Sri Lanka then? (laughs) 
Uh, Madagascar. Uh, Madagascar. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, well, a lot, a bunch of things. I was on a river for a bunch of days on a on a wooden boat, like yeah. a tiny, tiny wooden boat, and it was like a river cruise. So, and <laughs> the our guide was building fire and cooking on the wooden boat, like. Wow, what, okay. what can go wrong, right? <laughs> and we, we, we saw, I remember seeing some crocodiles in the river as well. So yeah, that was fun. But, but overall, overall, really great experience. One of my very close friends from the college days, she, she's uh, Malagasy. Uh-huh. So I saw, met and saw her as well. In general, pretty, pretty good experience. Uh-huh. Lots of time. It's very different, very different. Okay. After some experiences in there, and I realized never ever to do porn like poverty porn ever like never take pictures of anything which describes poverty in any way i don't know it was just one incident after that i said like i haven't taken a picture of poverty ever after that Hmm, okay but do how do you know it's poverty and now that's not poverty how there's a fine line right it is a very fine line and it's very subjective so if i try to err on the side of the caution that hey if I'm not sure. I will not take a picture mm-hmm. of it, and definitely not posting it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, do you get annoyed when like tourists go to India and then make a lot of photos of poverty and post them? And <laughs> a bit, maybe. Um, it's uh, it, it's like, and especially when I see that when when tourists come mm-hmm. and go to. Peop, uh, go to places where people are traditionally poor and then they will buy some things from the shops and they will gift it to her and give it to people and then they would take like a pictures of them and then mm-hmm. post it. Yeah, it definitely hits a nerve somewhere. Mm. That, yeah, but again, it's it's none of my business. You know, It's very personal and personally I would not do it. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Yeah. Okay, we're circling away a bit. Of, okay. like, <laughs> what was the, like, so you, you went on a trip to Madagascar in yeah. 2016 and yeah. then afterwards... I, yeah. I came back and some of my close friends, they knew that I have been trying to get out for a few years. Mm-hmm. And someone said, hey, have you heard of this company um, that have jobs for people living abroad and mm-hmm. who wants to live abroad and the, they try to connect the people. Mm-hmm who want to live abroad and the companies who don't mind hiring mm-hmm. from abroad. So have you heard of them? They have some job offers, maybe try just. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I just, I never heard, of, I hadn't heard mm-hmm. of them before. So I, I went to their website and I checked and I, I really liked their blog and started kind of stalking them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like I was stalking their blogs, I was starting their entire websites. I even wrote a kind of a code which scraped their website every day. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like they had they had lots of uh, job offers. Yeah. Some of some job offers, and I would it would scrap that page every day. Yeah. And I would just see it. because I was I was learning some things personally as well because mm-hmm. I understood that hey if I cannot get out of India, uh, what I will have to keep doing is just upskilling myself. So the more mm-hmm. skills I have, more chance it will be that you mm-hmm. will kind of someone will like to mm-hmm. uh, hire you and then. So the website was Jobatical, The right? website was Jobatical, yes. And it's an Estonian and company, It's right? an Estonian company, mm-hmm. I think, run by Carly Hendricks. Pretty, yeah. And was that the reason you discovered Estonia? <laughs> that, that's kind of how I discovered Estonia. Okay. And I started following Jobatical. And I started following um, Estonia as well. Yeah. So all of that, like Courage and uh, Latitude and mm-hmm. all, lots of companies and blogs that you come across. And Estonia has projects a very decent brand image. So mm-hmm. the Skypes and TransferWise and around that time there were some some other companies as well that were um, the whole the so e-residency was coming up. Uh, it was it mm-hmm. wasn't I think established completely back then. Mm-hmm. So I was following then I was 
applying, I think, from in 2017 itself, I must have applied for like 300 jobs. Whoa, 300. Mm. In, oh, oh my God. I was applying for only two places, Berlin and Estonia. That's it. Ah, Berlin um, and Estonia. Yeah, mostly. And, and Estonia kind of kept me going because I was getting some very minute responses, but I did mm-hmm. I get some responses. So I kept trying, yeah. But it took me two years, 2018. I must have applied like five times in Jobaticals. And they interviewed me three times. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the fourth time they finally hired me, 2018, and and they brought me over. Yeah, so definitely not an accident. Uh-huh. Uh, I actually wanted to come here. Yeah. And I was trying to measure Estonia in in subjective way. I'm a, I'm a data guy, right? So I need mm-hmm. my data points to make a decision. <laughs> it's it's an occupational hazard. Can get a bit annoying, but that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, so the, I was uh, trying to evaluate uh, if Estonia would be a good fit for me, and after kind of thinking through it seemed like yes it would be uh, from how, the from the outside it doesn't may not seem like but yeah how did you come to this conclusion what was the what drew you in or what seemed to be the well uh, strongest points so i i was looking at the countries which get out of the soviet bloc um, in 1992 and compare them and compare Estonia and you see how much Estonia has developed and managed to get ahead. Mm-hmm. And you can see that Estonia has done quite well compared to other countries. Mm-hmm. So that was a good talk. Uh, of course, Jobatical was a big inspiration as mm-hmm. well. I guess I should send this to Jobatical people as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, then um, I'm a tech guy. I, I mm-hmm. like, I like uh, digital things. I'm but what do you do in tech? Do I'm, data, I'm a data guy. Data guy. Yeah, so, so what do you do with data? Like you look at it, or you collect every, it, or you compare everything, it, or <laughs> everything. Um, so, or you write it yourself, or uh, not writing it yourself. So I can build kind of pipelines which make sure the data is coming in nicely. Uh, take care of the health of the database, and of course, lots of data analysis, uh, some modeling. It can be a lot of lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, going back to that. Mm, so. Estonia seemed very digital, which mm-hmm. uh, which kind of um, encouraged me as well. It seemed very open mm-hmm. in the sense that lots of countries would say that they they want uh, skilled people and they want diversity, but there were some policies from the government that mm-hmm. uh, kind of showed that they are not just saying it, but they actually wanted to walk the talk. Mm-hmm. Um, that if let's say the startups if they hire from abroad they get some benefits and those kind of things okay. um, so which said okay yeah the same the same kind of open and they are not just open by words but they have actually tangible things to show that they are open that was good um, then it seemed very nature oriented mm-hmm. that nature is accessible and not just accessible but also uh, people enjoy it and people seem connected with it. I don't know how I came to that conclusion, but that was a thing <laughs> in my head. Yes. That, okay, so, yeah, and that seemed to be true. So, okay. good. Um, and it, I didn't want to go to any English-speaking country, so I wanted to get out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And not that if I wanted to go, I would have gone just like that. That, doesn't really, that didn't really happen. But mm-hmm. still, that was a thing that I want to get out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So, so just, just bring everything together and Estonia kind of just worked somehow. That's yeah. so cool. Okay. Do you still feel like it was the right choice? I think so, yeah. Okay. I mean, it has definitely some low points. It, mm-hmm. No place is perfect, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you can feel pretty isolated, mm-hmm. uh, especially during the COVID days. Mm-hmm. 
but overall i think i have kind of get i have gotten a really good circle social circle going mm-hmm. so yeah it it does the job <laughs> okay we will come back to the good mm-hmm. social circle and yeah. things but what i what i'm curious about is like you mentioned you spent two years applying for jobs in yeah. berlin and estonia you were waiting to get your passport you were uh... the passport thing happened back in like 2012 so it was okay. not at the same time uh, okay. when i was getting the passport But you put a lot of effort to move away from India, but why? <laughs> It just just a thing, you know, because I have lived in five places in India, five states. Oh, okay. uh, so I am from a small village in the East India, mm-hmm. kind of uh, grew up with nothing really. Uh, yeah, tell us about how you grew up, like what was it like? <laughs> I, so I'm from a village and mm-hmm. it's not a small village, it's a center of business and administration yeah. for villages around it. But it's from... It's from a state which is traditionally not very well developed. The land is rich. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the most mineral-rich places in the world, mm-hmm. not just in India, but in the world. And like any other mineral-rich place, the land is rich, but people are kind of poor, yeah. like a resource curse, if you can call it. So in general, I, I kind of grew up, with, and this is pre-internet days, yeah? so mm-hmm. like 2099 and those kind of places. So definitely pre-internet, at least for me. Um, so I moved out, went to my uh, state capital to study, and then I moved to the central India, kind of smallish city, I think 1.5 million people. <laughs> <laughs> kind of small, yeah. Um, <laughs> just a bit bigger than Estonia, I, but oh well. <laughs> I don't think it will be in top 30 of India. I never checked really, <laughs> but I don't think this will be top 30 biggest cities in India. Okay. Uh, it's a state capital, but I moved there for my uh, engineering university degree. Uh-huh. Then I moved to Delhi. Mm-hmm. which is kind of big, I guess, 25 million people, mm-hmm. um, uh, for my MBA. Then I moved back to East India, Kolkata, for my second job. Then I moved to Bangalore for my for my second job. Yeah, Kolkata was my first job. Bangalore, Bangalore was my second job. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of... Mm-hmm. I kind of needed... I always felt like I need new things. I always felt like I need... And if I couldn't get out, so I was moving around India. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was conscious, it was subconscious, but I felt more comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. So, and I felt like, yeah, I have done it enough. It's time for me to just explore even outside mm-hmm. India and to see... Um, moving uh, abroad in India can be a thing as well, like a cultural thing, that yeah. a, a desired thing. Um, but... For me, it was more from, like, I, I really want to see the world. Mm-hmm. But is it common for Indian people to move so many times and to live in so many different places in India? And you said you moved alone, right? Not with I moved family. alone. I left my home when I was 14. 14, that's yeah. so young. 14, okay, sorry. Young 14 age. and a half, my bad. <laughs> Still, <laughs> doesn't make it too much older. Uh, it's so... There was nothing really to do. Like, my school finished and there was nothing really to do after that in there so if if i wanted to study i had to kind of get out of there and this part was common because when i went to my state capital um to study i was surrounded by similar people that who have mm-hmm. came out from their own villages and who have perhaps grown up in way worse condition than i have but where did you live then was it uh, like together with other students or together um, with other students okay. yeah yeah so mm-hmm. one one of my cousins and another students like someone someone random and you you get an apartment or like a room mm-hmm. and it will be a smaller room like i don't know 
three, four meters, something like that, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. And you share the room. There will be two people in that room and you cook there, you eat there, you, you study there and there will be a share, say a toilet outside somewhere and you use it. Wow. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Simple times. Very, simple very simple times. times. Yeah. Like, good, bad, I don't know. But I, did you... Uh, did you spend time inside then if you lived in a, such a small place? Like, for example, if I compare it to my experience in New York, yeah. I lived in New York for a year, then people live in like, most people share apartments, they have one room and the room only fits one bed. Mm-hmm. You're lucky if you have a window, you're lucky if there's a, a room for a wardrobe, <laughs> but you can live there because you never spend time at home. You always work in a cafeteria, or a coffee place, or you, you, or you go to events or parties or no, concerts. No, no. So you never spend time there. But Actually, no, we spend most of the times in there. So either you would be in some kind of tuition or mm-hmm. your college or school, and if you come back and you say so it's, it was like like lots of lots of studies um mm-hmm. i was not very studious if i if i look back and not see very that. what not very studious studious you know? what's uh, that like i could have studied more i guess okay um i could have but um it, it was it's a small town mm-hmm. like I, I guess one million people so quite, like, quite 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 small in terms of culture <laughs> but if you compare like Estonian small town and like this small town where you grew up then there's a big difference right <laughs> it, it, it is a big difference and not just uh, Estonian small town and Indian small town if you mm-hmm. compare it with an Indian big town and Indian small town it can get very different as well mm-hmm. so let's say I, I didn't really go to restaurants, so whenever I was eating out, I would eat to street food stalls, mm-hmm. which are amazing, by the mm-hmm. way, that's something I really miss. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I didn't go to even, like, there are no bars, I, I didn't drink them back then, um, mm-hmm. my parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were young. <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding, yeah. So, um, so there, there are no bars, and there are no really big and famous restaurants definitely no cafes uh, we mm-hmm. had our roadside tea stalls or even at times tea stalls where you can sit and drink a chai mm-hmm. but it's not there, there are no really events there's there's nothing okay and it, this was again almost pre-internet days so people didn't really have smartphones or laptops we had lots of internet cafes, so mm-hmm. if there is no internet, events becomes even harder to organize and do. Yeah. So no, nothing. We didn't really have anything. All you have, your friends um, that you can do, or cinema. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any siblings? Yeah, one yeah. one younger brother. Okay. And did you uh, older brother? Eh? Younger. I'm I'm the older one. Okay. I have a younger brother. Yeah. Did he moved out when he was so young as well? Or? He moved out when he was seventeen. Okay. So, so what bit, did, okay. a bit but later. What did your parents do? Uh, my my dad is a teacher. Mm-hmm. Well, was he retired a couple of years ago? Right. And my mom is like just spent all her time raising us. Okay. Yeah. And she's still back in India. Uh, yeah, every they they are all back in India. They they don't even have a passport, so oh, okay. you know, they have they haven't really traveled outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. But it was funny that um, for being so uh, ground to earth, uh, my parents, when I was telling them that, hey, um, that I finally found a job in Estonia mm-hmm. and I, I will be moving. Mm-hmm. Now I have started the process. And that's when I told them. Yeah. And they, were, they were a bit sad, of course. And my dad was like, Estonia, hmm, the capital is Tallinn. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm like Okay, yeah, yeah, it is. I'm like, it's a very small country, right? Of course, the whole conversation was in Hindi. Uh-huh. And it's a very small country. Like, yeah. 
population is like only 1.3 million. I'm like, uh-huh. okay, what's going on? <laughs> and then he's like, and the public transport free. I'm like, okay, I'm freaking out. Tell me, how do you know all of it? Yeah. Because when I was uh, going through the interview process, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I told some of my colleagues, like, and it was a fairly international company and people were quite, quite worldly and been out and about. And even they didn't really know about Estonia, yeah. forget about knowing the capital or what it is. Yeah. But my dad, who, who doesn't even have a passport, he was telling me all this How stuff. How did he know? First, I was very relieved that, okay, I don't have to explain that I am going to in the middle of somewhere, mm-hmm. absolutely nowhere. Mm-hmm. That was one good thing. But then it freaked me out a bit, like, how do you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so apparently, um, some Indian news channel had a 30-minute section oh, on Estonia okay. in Hindi. And he just happened, coincidentally, he just happened to watch it. Okay. And he remembered wow. all of it. So I'm like, okay. okay, that's pretty good. I don't have to explain that yeah. I'm not going to some place where there is nothing and <laughs> or where there is war or something like that. It's mm-hmm. a nice place and nice mm-hmm. things. So yeah, that, that, was, that was a bit funny. <laughs> wow, I wouldn't imagine that. Me, yeah. me, me neither, me neither. Like, uh, I, I, it, was, it, was, it was a pleasant surprise, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. So he was supportive then? They were definitely sad a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was around the same time when my mom's uh, kind of health situation a bit. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we were taking care of that. So it was a bit complicated. I was not sure if I should go out now, not now, now not now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that I w- I'm not really very happy back there. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not happy myself, then I can't really make others happy as well mm-hmm. but yeah they were they were supportive in the end definitely sad mm-hmm. uh, a bit because you know yeah. i've been living out of my home for the oldest son is leaving come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, i've been out of my home for 17 yeah, years exactly. back then yeah. but even then um living still in the same country else, but in the same mm-hmm. country yeah mm-hmm. like, when my brother when he lives in another part of india as well and mm-hmm. if he takes a train to go home, it takes 40 hours or 35 40 hours. 40 hours, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the longest. We have, we have done yeah. worse. And uh, even I go from here to home and I can be home in like 20 hours. So oh, that's even faster. <laughs> yeah, so it takes one, two, three flights, one train and one bus to reach home. Three planes, one, two, one train, oh, one train, <laughs> and then one then like a local okay. public transport. But did you grow up then in uh, south of India? No, no, no. I I've grown up in east, but east. then I moved around, right? Um, mm-hmm. So then I moved to central India for four years, then I moved to Delhi, which is in north, for two years, then I moved back east mm-hmm. for two and a half years, then I moved to south Bangalore for mm-hmm. um, three and a half years. So you've seen a lot of India, right? <laughs> I guess you can, I don't know how you say if I have seen it, but I guess I have lived in five states, mm-hmm. yeah, and then I have tried to travel mm-hmm. quite as much as I could. And the country itself, is it really different from state to state, or or you can generalize? No, it is. No? It is indifferent in, in so much. We have more than 400 languages, for example. 400, okay. Yeah. Um, major That's languages can be a couple of dozens, yeah. which is spoken by a few million people. Um, but the culture can be very, very different. So, mm-hmm. 
uh, yeah, and it differs in terms of language, in terms of uh, religion, caste, food, mm-hmm. weather, geography, like whatever you can think of, mm-hmm. it changes. And this is why when people say, you know, Indian Indian food, I yeah. would say, okay, I mean, you, sure, I understand <laughs> what you mean, but yeah. you have you, for us, it kind of differs. So mm-hmm. what do you mean by Indian food? Like what region and even within the region, there can be sub-regions. Mm-hmm which do their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, if I so think the, of like Indian food, then first thing I remind, uh, get reminded is like curry, like the spice maybe, and some uh, rice. And oh, some that's <laughs> one thing. We don't have anything called curry spice. <laughs> that's a <laughs> European thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a thing. I don't even know what thing it is, but yeah. But you, you talked about, you said there's more than 400 languages. So what is your na- native language? So we speak a form of Hindi. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hindi can also have different a bit dialects. Most people will understand each other, doesn't mm-hmm. matter where they're from. Most Hindi-speaking people will understand each other, but we have a bit of a different dialects where mm-hmm. we use plural pronouns and we use some other things. Um, but we also have our local language. Mm-hmm. Um, and the language thing is kind of get funny because mm-hmm. in, in my village we have a shop. And that because it's a bigger village, lots of people come there for shopping. And some... <laughs> Some people from tribes and who still live a more traditional way, they would come to our shop to shop to just buy things, and they would speak, like kind of among each other. Yeah. And we had absolutely no clue what they're saying. Oh my god! Like some of <laughs> some of the things, I think my my grandfather would understand some uh-huh. words here and there, yeah. but I would have absolutely zero clue. My uncles would really not. But are there really words know. that are the similar or the no, same? No, no, we have no. absolutely no clue. That's crazy. It's a totally, and you know how far they would live, like ten kilometers, twelve yeah, kilometers. That's, that's like it. nothing. You that, can go there with a bike. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. Like my, my grandfather would go there to bike to yeah. interact with those people, but they would speak kind of our language, mm-hmm. but we wouldn't speak their language. It's mm-hmm. like you know. Mm-hmm. Can you say something in your uh, Hindi dialect? Uh, no, that that sounds doesn't really come easy to me anymore. No, yeah. okay. But <laughs> it's when I when when someone asks me to do it, uh, I then I think you can cut it off. Uh, when someone asks me to do it um, ad hoc, when you are not from my mm-hmm. culture, it just feels a bit like what do we say? Suddenly, okay, like okay. What, what what do I say? But when I'm speaking uh, to my parents, we mm-hmm. ju- we always talk in Hindi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but okay. So so many languages back in India. You have your own Hindi dialect, and now you came to live in Estonia. And there is no. It's not an English-speaking country as you wished. So we have our own language, Estonian. So how is that going? <laughs> uh, not very well. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a tough language to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, my my previous work, we had some classes last year. And my next work will have they have uh, Estonian classes as well. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it, but I don't think I I it could definitely go better. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but the thing about the Estonian language is that if you don't live in smaller cities um, mm-hmm. and you don't really interact with this outside your startup bubble or your corporate IT bubble, then mm-hmm. you don't seem to really need it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Excellent. But I would like to learn a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any favorite words or expressions? Oh yeah, I think Which ones? I, uh, <laughs> I think I asked you once last time in the chat, right? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Mina Metsa. Yeah, you asked about That's that. Um, uh, Go think, to the forest. <laughs> and I, I like this word called uh, Kastehena. Kastehena. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It it sounds very poetic. It, it rolls off the tongue very nice. It means a dew, right? 
do yeah. I, I don't that, even that, know that what it's in on English. the grass in the morning yeah it's yeah, some yeah, like drop, yeah. random it, word it, it, <laughs> is, it is a very random Kastahina. word i think i was i was asked i was walking on a street and uh, it was a street <laughs> it was a street name and mm-hmm. i asked yeah. that hey what does it mean and that's what she told me that this is what it means and and it it rolls off the tongue very nicely people have told <laughs> me that it's a very kind of poetic word so uh-huh. i'm like okay yeah okay well, <laughs> that's cool and the Sunny don't seem to teach you very um, the bad words easily they can, no. <laughs> I don't know if you ask us hey can you teach me the slangs can you teach uh-huh. me all the bad words and they, they, they really don't it's mm-hmm. like I don't know why <laughs> maybe like you're talking with people who don't use it and then they don't want to <laughs> could, could that, that can be one of the <laughs> reasons it. or I may be asking people at work where they are not. Yeah. No, but um, I don't know why um, but if you ask um, the, the Russian Estonians mm-hmm. if they want to teach you the Russian slangs they would be very happy to do it oh, well, uh, <laughs> it's, I guess it's, it's part of a culture and mm-hmm. maybe they want to project this is again totally a personal inference that mm-hmm. maybe they want to project Estonian language in a good way in the positive mm-hmm. way yeah and I think so so. Yeah. so maybe that's why they don't do it or they are yeah, I'm Just, usually, or maybe they are not using it themselves either so yeah, yeah I'm usually also like if somebody asks me about bad words I'm like no why do you need it like <laughs> learn some nice ones like I'm happy to teach you like yeah. some nice words in, in, in most other cultures people would be so glad to teach you all the slangs because you're like <laughs> these are the first things these are the things you need to know at the start okay <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Okay. Hmm. But when you moved to Estonia first time, so what were your first impressions? Oh, huge, huge culture <laughs> shock! I thought really? I was ready. You know, really? uh, I thought I had traveled a bit. I thought uh, I have gone through so many Estonian videos and blogs and mm-hmm. tried to talk to people that what I should expect. But big, big culture shock. Um, what do you mean by that? What was so shocking? It's like... It was... It was <laughs> shocking is not really the right word. Okay, it yeah. was, I think, the navigating the society itself uh-huh. uh, was, yeah. was not very easy. I, I, I got lucky that I, I, have, I have heard that people have trouble finding apartments, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah. yeah, how did you manage that? Uh, that was very... For me, it was very easy. I think I have really, really good landlord. Um, okay, you know, that's like good. Really, really nice. Some of my friends said that, hey, be careful. Maybe he is... He wants to harvest your organs, you know, keep oh. your, keep your, keep your, keep your cattle happy. So the Yikes. things are, I'm just kidding, but he's, he's really, really an amazing person. It's not that common here. Just, just mentioning. Just, you know, it's like, hey, you don't have enough people. So you need yeah, immigrants to true. do that, you know. We take all the people we can and then. <laughs> you do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, so. But what got, were some I, examples of uh, shocking things? So, well, we don't, we, we don't have a, any sense of personal space back home mm-hmm. like people would just bump into you and then they would not say anything and they would just keep going nothing happened or even if they step on you like you were on a public bus and if they stop on you sometimes they will say something but sometimes it's not mm-hmm. and it's kind of okay but here like personal space is actually a big thing you know like the joke goes hey mm-hmm. you know you have to social distance now <laughs> two meters but it's sad because we want five meters yeah <laughs> that's the joke that's, <laughs> that's going that's, around that's the good joke has <laughs> been going around for one and a half years I guess. <laughs> so you know, um, but but some things one thing which actually um kind of hit me hard was that just talking to strangers in the sense that even if you know someone a bit mm-hmm. like I, I, and I realized it later. So let's say 
at work or someone I met and I really like jackets. So if I You like jackets? Jackets. Like I, the I, ones you wear. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> okay, in general. Okay. That's a very random <laughs> thing to say, but yeah. I like jackets. And <laughs> I, I saw someone like, yeah. with a nice jacket and I said, mm-hmm. hey, it's really very nice jackets you know mm-hmm. I really like it and they looked at me like I'm an alien that, mm-hmm. and the, the face was like and what do you want and, <sighs> no. and like and, and it was it was it was a very kind of mm-hmm. strangers strange situation mm-hmm. like unfamiliar territory like, and I didn't know what to do like, mm-hmm. it was it was very a bit a bit shocking as well that why you kind of you have known me for like a few days and you know i don't really want anything maybe i want to know where to get the jacket but mm-hmm. no i'm not gonna ask now mm. but then then i i was i've been told later and slowly i learned that um estonian have kind of they're, they're taught this thing that there's nothing called free lunches <laughs> And even okay. if so even if someone is giving you something, they probably want something in return, mm. and that includes compliments. Mm-hmm. So I had to slowly learn how to give compliments, like a, which seems very genuine and which mm-hmm. clearly projects that you don't want anything in return. Mm-hmm. And then I was told, okay, that person, whoever you said, your nice jacket, they may have behaved that way first, that the thing yeah. that what do you want, and second. They're not used to receiving compliments, mm-hmm. so they didn't didn't know how to react to it. Yeah. So, but be sure that they would be thinking about it for next one week. That's true. I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised when they would be like first like shocking like what just happened, then like ten minutes later they're like, oh, I should have said that. Maybe she, maybe he had a good intentions. So I should should have said that. And then one hour later they're gonna post it in their Instagram stories like I had the best day ever. Somebody <laughs> made a compliment. So. Uh. Yeah, yeah no, could, could be. I, I remember one incident that I gave a compliment to someone and mm-hmm. then I met her and her boyfriend like a week later. And mm-hmm. then I kind of, tr- I told the boyfriend that, hey, I like this. And she was like, yes, I know. I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> like, yeah, she, she, she told me like a week ago that you, you, you told her that you like it. So it seems that people really seem to yeah, take it. But I guess it's, it's a thing that if you like anything else if you do it often and if you get it often then you know Mm -hmm. how to react to it but more Mm -hmm. surprising than anything yeah so talking about things that you've experienced in estonia and done in estonia is there anything else that you new hobbies that you started or some new cool events that you found or something well bunch of things um so i like playing um, silkpal badminton and in india i didn't really have opportunity because the work takes a lot of time and the it's like I didn't really have the energy, but the one good thing about Tallinn is that, well, my, I don't know, maybe for Estonians, Tallinn is too big and very chaotic and very crowded. <laughs> but for me, it was no. like very, very relaxed. And even after a hard day of work, even after that, I could totally go and play. Uh, so I started playing that very, very regularly. And I now I play and try to compete because the city leaves me a lot of energy. Um, I think I've been to some very Estonian concerts or music festivals so one was this something called Ostrova music festival in south of Estonia in Setoma mm-hmm. uh, yeah Ostrova music festival right yeah it was okay. it was called Ostrova yeah, I've been okay. there twice um, my my previous company they would organize everything because mm-hmm. it happened on their farm so that was CEO's <laughs> wow. farm so they would organize the tickets the stay and everything mm-hmm. and when I when I went there for the first time I 
I felt like I was the only non-white person in the entire region. Mm, so <laughs> you stood out, uh, okay? <laughs> uh, and it was it, yeah, it was quite quite funny, and it was actually true. I was the, perhaps the only one, mm-hmm. and I, I heard the stories that after I after I left, yeah, people were talking about me <laughs> back in the village. Um, but there I learned about Hansa. Hansa, what's yeah. that? It's an it's a Setama moonshine, right? What? Yeah. I don't know. I've, yeah. and, and, I haven't and, and been to that, you, that region that much, actually. And you don't really know how strong it comes out of the filtration. It can be, the alcohol content can oh, be anywhere okay, between okay, like 60% okay, to 80%, okay. I don't know. Hansa, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it's a drink. Okay. So our, our boss, after like after like five wine down, yeah, I, was, I was already <laughs> a bit drunk. And I had promised some people that I'm going to drink Hansa with them. Mm-hmm. And But yeah, my boss, he comes in like, hey, Avi, like put my hands around me and then... My friends, like, okay, yeah, your friends, they want to drink Hansa with you. I'm like, okay, let's do Hansa with them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so I, 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 I drank Hansa with them, like, mm-hmm. I think three times, then with my friends two times, and then after midnight, I was looking around because I was hungry again. Mm-hmm. I'm always hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they saw me, and then they, they, were, they were looking, like, trying to find me, hey, more Hansa. I'm like, I cannot do any more Hansa. <laughs> And yeah, good thing, no hangover at Mm -hmm. all the next day. But the funny part was that I went back this year Mm -hmm. and that dude who did Hansa with me, he did not remember anything else, not my name, not my anything. He saw me, he came to me just working his, "Ah." I'm like, "Ah, you can do it, come on. He's like, Hansa. I'm like, fine, I've been here two minutes, let's do Hansa. So you made the memories. All the locals know you now. Uh, <laughs> or the festival I'm pretty sure if I if I go to that village just like that, they uh-huh. would pretty much remember <laughs> me. <laughs> I, wow. I, I didn't know any of the bands. Um, mm-hmm. The first time I was dancing at Maestrian and people told me that I don't know you. If you enjoy this band, we don't know you. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think this time Terminator was Terminator, there. okay. Yeah. That's a legendary yeah, band. that's a legendary <laughs> one. And then some other ones as well. But I had... I didn't know any, I didn't have no clue what mm-hmm. they were singing, mm-hmm. nothing in English at yeah, all. Yeah, it's mostly probably in Estonian, right? It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's as Estonian as you can okay. get. And what yeah. type of music do they have? Like folk music? They were folk music, they uh-huh. were like Terminator. So Terminator, yeah. yeah. So it's some pop Estonian pop, pop mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. You know, and people seem to enjoy it. It's, it's a very cozy, mm-hmm. relaxed kind of atmosphere. So how did you find out about this festival? Even I haven't heard about it. So. <laughs> because of my previous company. Oh, okay, so they okay. had, the, it happens the on farm. their farm, mm-hmm. right? So they were like, hey, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to do everything. We're going to do your transport. We're going to help you stay, like book your stay mm-hmm. and get your tickets. You just have to pay for whatever you eat and drink. That's basically it. Okay. We, we had a VIP tickets. We had wine receptions. and yeah. Sounds good. It was, it was pretty <laughs> good. Good place to work in. Yeah. Good benefits. <laughs> nice. Um, Anything else that you uh, experienced? Probably if it, if it was on the countryside, did they have sauna in there? They did have sauna in there. And did you uh, go? Small pond. <laughs> I didn't go to that sauna at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been to a few saunas, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How do you find the experience? Oh, so <laughs> when, I, when I moved here the mm-hmm. first time, um, that was one of the things that I was, before moving, I was trying to acclimatize as much as I could before going. So okay. reading about Estonian culture, um, the things to do, and sauna was right up there. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, like one of the top things that Estonians are very proud of, and they engage themselves quite often. 
And then you, when you read the details, okay, the sauna temperature can be 95 degrees Celsius. I'm like, water <laughs> boils at 100. It doesn't, and we are 70% water. It doesn't really yeah. feel very comfortable. I had never done sauna before. And so when I moved here, uh, my first apartment for one month, it had a sauna mm-hmm. inside, electric sauna. Um, but it did have a sauna. Yeah. I just couldn't get myself to do it, you know, because it's... 85, 95, it's not, it doesn't feel comfortable, it doesn't seem comfortable. Some people convinced me, you know what, they got me drunk a bit and they said like, just a bit, not too much, mm-hmm. and go home and switch on the sauna and just sit there, yeah, just, just see how you like it. Yeah. And I started there from 80 degrees, <laughs> I'm like, nothing is happening, 85 yeah. degrees, nothing is happening, 90 degrees, okay, this is good. Uh. <laughs> and after that, I used it almost daily. Really? Like apartment. Wow, okay. <laughs> and I really, really, really Even like I don't now. use sauna that much. <laughs> I, I don't have I, it at home as well. But. So when I when I train, I go to sauna almost yeah. after every training. Um, yeah, that I do as well. Like in the gyms yeah. here, it's really typical yeah. to have a sauna. And and then so I go. I think I would easily go twice, okay. twice per week. Um, I think three or four, four weeks ago, we mm-hmm. had... Uh, we booked a sauna house with my colleagues and mm-hmm. we went for sauna and this um, the hot tub mm-hmm. first time i made a snow angel that was fun first time you went with uh, the snow thing. ah uh, snow after, angel after sauna, okay you go through there and, um, cool <laughs> and there was this there was this uh, the caretaker of this guy a russian estonian dude it was like that day it was minus 20 it was somewhere in the center of estonia and that was when it was really low, yeah, it's mm-hmm. minus 20 and people were drinking outside. I was barbecuing outside, so we had to clean the whole barbecue. And he saw me doing it and he got so amused. It was all other Estonians. It was like four other Estonians and one, one Ukrainian girl. And he got very amused. He's like, oh my God. He came to me like three times saying, the Indian dude is doing the barbecue at minus 20 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is outside and just yeah. in the warm and drinking and then you and then one of my friends was helping me and then it was like, he came to me three times mm-hmm. to pictures of me it was so funny wow. um, the, the next morning when we were checking <laughs> out he was, he was he was telling everyone man you guys made the indian do the barbecue at minus 20 degrees that sounds extreme for me as well like i wouldn't be i wouldn't want that no, I, I would be happy to like give it to somebody else to, I like to, to the cook. indian guy the funny part was not just doing uh, the barbecue itself mm-hmm. that how amused he was by mm-hmm. the idea of yeah making pictures <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah. cool so you like yeah. cooking right what do you yeah. like to cook uh anything <laughs> spicy so asian and indian stuff mostly mm-hmm. uh, i host i host dinner so invite oh. my friends and nice. because that's what we do back home we invite people for food food is where we connect yeah mm-hmm. when when i just had arrived i would invite people like i met them for a day mm-hmm. or even a couple of hours and i would say you know what i'm doing it and you want to join and they would look at me like i'm an alien <laughs> do you want to kill me did you invite estonian people or internationals yeah, 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 okay yeah. estonian some international yeah. the mix and they would be like we barely know each other. We know each other only for a couple of days. I'm like, that is two days too much anyway, already. <laughs> we invite strangers back home yeah. just for food. And but I can totally food. relate. Like when I was living abroad and it uh, doesn't matter in which country, I was yeah. also like, when I knew uh, somebody, like get, got to know somebody for two two times then yeah. i was like okay let's do something let's yeah. uh, go out for food or like come to my place and let's let's eat and like uh, but in estonia it's true like when i meet new people like after second time i wouldn't be like um, 
usually I don't invite them over for food, but we might uh, meet up in cof- some cafe or somewhere. Could be, could be. Um, yeah. I also know people who said that, as Estonians, they mm-hmm. said, hey, we, we work together for one year and this is the yeah. first time we are hanging out. And like, <laughs> that sounds, that doesn't mm-hmm. sound very too much fun, mm-hmm. but I guess it's a very close circle, like friends. Most people have friends from their school days, mm-hmm. uh, from their college days, and because it's a very tight circle, it's not so easy for new people to fit in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have managed to find my kind of crazy people, so that's good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So usually, so you meet somebody, you invite them over, so what, what do you usually cook? Do you have like a certain thing that you always cook? Or? Yeah, the, I, even if I want to, so I, I make lamb curry. And even lamb when, curry, okay. If, even when I want to do something else, a lot of people would ask for it. Like, hey, yeah. can you do the lamb curry as well? Um, and when you say curry, then you don't mean the spice, right? <laughs> like no, no. So the back, orange back, thing. Back home, back home, we wouldn't call curry because yeah. curry is not really a thing. We don't have anything called curry. Mm. It's a, it's a British word. So when mm-hmm. when the Brits came to India, uh, whatever they saw was kind of this gravy, soupy kind mm-hmm. of a thing. They yeah. call everything from everywhere a kind yeah. of curry. So we don't really have a name. So like mm-hmm. if you go to our home and you ask for chicken curry, because it's a very widely used word, people mm-hmm. would know what you were saying, but we would just give you what we make it daily. And we would just yeah. say we are making chicken yeah. today or we are making fish today. And we would do it in one specific way. There is no fixed recipe. Every household has a different version of it. Um, mm-hmm. Like we don't really measure anything. We just... Just throw it in there. Quite a feeling, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Then, like, yeah, I remember, mm. like when I was li- uh, traveling and staying in Nepal for a month, and like pretty much all the f- all the meals they said rice with curry, and I was like, mm, so you made the same thing, <laughs> but the curry was different every day a bit. Yeah, so. yeah. Like, like my mom's curry would be different from my grandma's curry, mm-hmm. even if they live in the same household, it can be quite different. Mm-hmm. Some some common things everyone follows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, mm-hmm. people would ask for that. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to make them eat some other things as well. <laughs> <laughs> the, the last dinner I had was around one and a, one and a half weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, like someone said, I want butter chicken. So I made butter chicken for the first time in my mm-hmm. life. Butter that chicken, okay. Yeah, but in, in general, when I invite people, they ask that. They come to taste kind of homemade Indian food. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. But uh, so food is like socialing purposes and bringing people together, right? One of the purposes is just to, so, so two things. One is um, that when you get this, you know, you get a bit homesick or you miss home, mm-hmm. that food is a way to connect to that whole nostalgia itself. And the second thing is that to just connect with people as well. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it solves both, both the parts. And we sh- food is for sharing back home. Mm-hmm. We, we mm-hmm. rarely, rarely eat alone. Okay. So that also adds the whole feeling, the community feeling as well. Mm-hmm. So. so here it has a different meaning, right? Like people eating alone or even if you go out to eat and there is always you spot somebody who's eating alone. <laughs> no, I, I don't mind it. Like I, I mm-hmm. do it at times as well mm-hmm. because yeah. I, I don't want to wait for anyone to answer. If you're mm-hmm. feeling hungry and if I'm not lazy, too lazy to go out, then I would mm-hmm. go out and just just grab mm-hmm. something to eat. Okay, mm-hmm. and back in India, do you eat with your hands or with uh, fork? Well, and, it, yeah. it totally depends what you are eating. So mm-hmm. let's say if you are doing eating the bread, yeah, mm-hmm. like our roti or naan or whatever else, you always have to use your hand. There's no mm-hmm. way. Um, but in East India and South India, 
uh, people use more of their hands. Uh-huh. I think in north, but if you eat with your hands, no one is gonna. You you will not look out of place at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's always your left hand, right? No, your right hand. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so left hand we use it for other things, and yeah, right sorry. hand we use it for all the good things. So eating, or let's say if you are at times. I think it's in my region that you should give money to someone if you're giving uh-huh. or giving money to a shop. Uh-huh. It's considered more polite if you do it with your right hand. Actually, if you do it with your left hand, they will stop you and they will ask you, "Can you give it with your right hand oh, as okay. well?" So all those species things uh-huh. that you do with your right hand. Uh-huh. Okay, so that was like the Indian food. <laughs> so how has the Estonian food been? Like, is it? impressed you like what do you usually so, eat here some, and some things i was so i like uh, wild mushrooms a lot you like wild mushrooms yeah. do you pick them yourself mm, not really no i okay. want to do it um but back home it's not common at all okay and they can get pretty exclusive and very expensive hmm. okay and you find find them only during specific part of monsoon my region has lots of mushrooms mm-hmm. but where do you find them is kind of like a lottery mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. only the locals know it yeah so yeah but in estonia i was very surprised to see there were so many mushrooms mm-hmm. and all all the different kinds we don't have any of them back home we have totally different kind so chanterelles like a uh, and was like very, <laughs> that, was, that was very very good like i was so happy to find uh, it um, how, how do you prepare it or how do you eat it Oh, some most times I would just do uh, just some butter and pepper and salt, and that's basically it. And fry it, or like yeah, just 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 do it in a pan. Okay, yeah, yeah, not raw. <laughs> no, no, not raw. No, no, no. Uh, but I have been I have been fed this called kakesin uh, kaste, like some kind uh-huh. of uh, with uh, sauce, a bit yeah. of sauce. Um, mm-hmm. And I was really surprised by the quality of milk products. Milk products. Yeah, I had okay. a cow in our home when I was growing up, so yeah. I can I know good milk. Yeah. And Estonia has really really good oh, milk. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that was. was Any fun. special uh, milk products that you like? They were products. Kohuke. Kohuke. Oh, you like it? Uh, but it's not the very sweet version. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I like all the fermented ones. So pet. I really, really love pet. Really? Like any kind of oh, buttermilk. I don't I... like it, actually. <laughs> But yeah. Oh. Pet. In general. Um, Sour cream? Yeah, uh, hapukor. Mm-hmm. The more percentage. Whenever I see a 30% one, I have to buy it. I don't really find it <laughs> everywhere. So whenever okay. I see 30%, I buy it. Wow. And where do you um, put it? Just as a sauce to different... I, I use it in a very different way. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say if I have some kind of, uh, of meat on it. So mm-hmm. I would take a tortilla or some kind of bread and put mm-hmm. some sriracha and hapukor together mix it okay and then put some meat on it and nice roll it and it's a, bit, it's a good mm-hmm. deal of course with all the dumplings um, um oh. and yeah, just some other things like if, if <laughs> I, i sometimes eat it even with fried chicken i'm, I'm becoming <laughs> i'm becoming estonian what the hell <laughs> why not yeah. why not it's, it's very nice um i like Hapukurk a lot. Hapukurk? Oh mm, pickles. God. I like it um, as well. That is so good. Like the more hap and more salt it is, the better. Okay. Um, one of one of my colleagues from my previous company, she knows that I love I I, I love it. So whenever she goes to her in-laws place, mm-hmm. she would bring me a bottle with it. <laughs> she will bring you what? But no, a bottle of hapukurk. A bottle yeah. of a, Ooh, a is jar it of hapukurk. homemade. It is homemade. Oh, sounds yeah, fancy. Like filled, nice. filled with all those garlic and the other mm-hmm. leaves that you see. I don't even know what's in there, but yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, what else? Um, yeah, it, it's like I really like vegetables, and uh-huh. I never thought that I would ever say this, but I really miss vegetables now. <laughs> Why? What's um, wrong with Estonian vegetables? They're just none. <laughs> like especially in winters, like what do you get? You get, I don't know, eggplants. Yeah, um, you get cucumber col- and tomatoes. Col- <laughs> yeah, but they are not really vegetables. We don't really count them as vegetables. I miss all the green stuff. What do you miss specifically? Oh, I miss all the green stuff. So, for example, you, like spinach, for example. Spinach. Yeah, yeah we have some, but yeah, it's not the not best really. selection. But um, so one of my so when I was leaving my previous company, uh-huh. um, one of the colleagues. I mean, people knew that I really miss green vegetables, mm-hmm. and especially spinach. So as a goodbye gift, she gave me a pack of spinach. Oh. <laughs> <Which was> fun, <laughs> yeah. I got I got um, like really so really really nice people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was friendly with a lot of them. So I got a jar of hapukurk as my give goodbye gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, one friend he gave me a bottle of gin, like um, oh, okay, like uni- uniperium gin, really gin nice. And, um, and pickles. One one friend she got me uh, a bag of uh, spinach. Okay. Uh, I love rice, so two uh-huh. people got me boxes of rice. Boxes of rice. Wow! Did they <laughs> like, like no pack, packs of rice? So I have a lot of rice at home. Did now they think for... you're like? Uh... What is the call? Not eating anything or like f- out lacking food or something? Or? <laughs> no, they just thought it would be nice. To and I, I really, really appreciated that they put they put in this thought um, mm-hmm. in those. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Putting in yeah, the thought. Yeah. We have lots of green vegetables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you go, if you go to a vegetable market in winters, especially in during winters, um, you will have dozens of it, dozens of green. Hmm. From random things like okay. it can be mustard leaf, it can be spinach, it can be oh, I don't even know the English names. There uh-huh. are always local names for them, uh-huh. and and we don't buy it as a spinach uh, as a spice. Here you use spinach as a spice. You get like a small pack which is yeah, hundred grams. It's like I would buy more. <laughs> I would buy a kilo of spinach and I would eat all of it myself, wow. literally. Okay. So sometimes I call back home. Yeah, my dad. He was just <laughs> trying to be. You know, just tease me, and then like, and I was saying, and they would ask, "What did you eat?" Like, "Oh, I made some, you know, spinach and salmon together." And like, "Okay, mm. how much? How much did it was it? Was the spinach?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's um, we talk in Indian currency, um, so it's like yeah, it's like thirteen euro per kilo." I'm like, oh yeah, we got spinach yesterday. It was like fifty cents for two kilos. Oh, like, oh yeah, so that's a difference. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> Wow, yeah. Mm. I eat a lot of vegetables, but I mainly eat like uh, frozen vegetables. I buy them frozen. But I, that's <laughs> another th- another thing in cultural differences mm-hmm. in terms of that we don't have frozen things back home. Mm-hmm. But why is that? Do you have like uh, refrigerators or deep freezes? Well, or? most of the homes I think now may have refrigerators, but it's just mm-hmm. not a thing. Like, mm-hmm. why would you? buy frozen or canned things when you can just go out and have Mm. fresh stuff almost every day and they are they're pretty cheap and you can and we don't have things in a pack so Mm. you can get like if you want 100 grams you can get 100 grams if you want like five kilo you can get five kilo Mm -hmm. and especially in small towns people would come they will have small kind of garden kind of kind of area where they would grow their own vegetables Mm-hmm. So someone would come with like a ten kilo of spinach, and they would she would just sell it and go back home. <laughs> nice, yeah? yeah. So why? Yeah, I, when I go when I go to my village, I would literally, and everyone knows that I love spinach. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm really, really 
crazy about spinach. Like I'm like a fucking Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> spinach is good. Um, so my uncle would say, hey, you know, I know this, they, they are growing spinach, these, these dudes. Why don't you take the bike and just bring it? So we, mm-hmm. I would go and then like take literally the fresh spinach from the ground and then bring it home and mm-hmm. then cook it. Yeah. So those things I, I really miss. Okay. Like all, all, the, all the vegetables cool. and the, all the green stuff, like cilantro, especially coriander. Here mm-hmm. you get it like 20 euro per kilo. Yeah, it's in pretty win- expensive. In, in winter, you get it for free back home. <laughs> so you would buy like some other vegetables yeah. and green chilies and coriander that's i think a cultural thing yeah that even the shopkeepers know that mm-hmm. you buy some things like mm-hmm. some kilos and then and then you get these for free mm-hmm. know? so like they will give you a small bunch like 50 grams and some chilies for free mm-hmm. yeah that's but, nice yeah. that's super friendly of them <laughs> it's, it's it's a thing mm-hmm. yeah. They, they, they don't know you it's not that they will do it only for someone they know they can mm-hmm. do it even for strangers so yeah, cool. they'll never know. that's nice but, yeah. okay so besides all the all the green vegetables that you miss and all the good <laughs> stuff back in india um, and street food and street food and uh, all the good dairy stuff that you mm-hmm. like Stuart, has there been any foods that you dislike that you don't like at all in that here? i don't like at yeah. all no i can be pretty open with food but I'm not huge in prat, that small fish, sprat. Uh, sprat? Yeah, sprat it. Oh, I love sprat it. Because uh, it comes in some kind of oil, right? Yeah. It's, and it's very slimy. There's like two options. Uh, either okay. it's canned with uh, olive oil yeah. or some other oil or like tomato paste. Mm-hmm. I personally don't like the tomato paste one, yeah. but I like the oil one. Uh, yeah. Or or there's like uh, salted water as well. Sorry. Okay. Mm. I think I have had only the olive oil ones and mm-hmm. it's so slimy and so slippery <laughs> that I don't really enjoy the texture so much. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, if, 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 I'm, if I'm in a Christmas dinner in some Estonian household and they're offering me vodka and spread like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> um, well, what else I don't like? Uh, it's I fine know. if you uh, like everything. <laughs> it's, it's just that i can cook so i can yeah. even if i'm cooking something i can elevate it just make a few changes mm-hmm. and like, i hosted a dinner a couple of weeks and there was some finnish dude and some polish people spanish people and yeah. mm-hmm. and i made took my home style uh, mashed potatoes like very basic mm. nothing nothing expensive and then he was like i'm never gonna go back to f- uh finish <laughs> because it was literally it took me two minutes to do it so just small changes and you can elevate most of it mm-hmm. but yeah i i i can i can eat yeah mm. the one thing i miss is that being able to eat traditional Estonian food okay outside like oh. because you know i'm still i'm not like Estonian homes are not mm. open so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I want to eat, where do I eat it? Mm-hmm. You, there's not there are not too many options. Mm-hmm. So, but you ask Estonians like, what is Estonian cuisine and where can I get it? Even even you don't know, I guess. Yeah. yeah there are some very small places where you can do some things, mm-hmm. um, but mostly there are not too much. So that's something mm-hmm. I would like to. Yeah. Yeah. Try because more. I would feel like. Like uh, the food that I'm eating daily, I wouldn't call it like traditional Estonian. Mm-hmm. So like, what, what do you eat daily? I usually eat like my frozen veggies yeah. and I prepare them with some spinach and yeah. with some either uh, chicken or some meat mm-hmm. or some fish. Yeah. So, so like stir fry kind of a thing, yeah? Sorry? Like stir fry kind of a thing. Kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, or I put it in the 
boil them a bit until mm-hmm. the water is gone and mm-hmm. that's like my go-to but I don't know many Estonians who eat the same <laughs> way um, that's, that's the thing like if, if, if the, the, the culture of food is not very very strong as I've been told mm-hmm. uh, it was more of a sustenance thing than uh, like being food for enjoyment or, mm-hmm. so if yeah. that's not really a that big a part of culture then it's, it's understandable yeah, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, at least there are lots of good burger places. Burger places, okay. Tell yeah. me more. I see your socks are also have burgers on them. So. Oh yeah, I, I mean, if you didn't notice, I love burgers. Yeah. yeah. But there are quite a few of them. Um, some. Like, which ones are your favorites? McDonald's oh, which, or oh. like? <laughs> I mean, nothing against McDonald's. I love McDonald's. It has its mm-hmm. own place. Um, no, there's so many. Like I love the one at. Uh, the one at Yahoo. They have very nice. It's called truffle mayo burger. I really, really like. Okay. Um, I'm I'm forgetting the, my favorite one. The name. It's the name after a city. Come on. Maybe it comes after. No, I don't know. I am so bad with uh, burger in, places. In 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 Baltiam. Baltiam. Oh, what's the name? Oh, this is bad. Name of a city. Hmm. Uh, uh, burger box. No? no, no, no. It's it's name after a city. A small 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 Estonian town. Oui, Põlva, Tartu, Anslam, Keila, Sauvä. No, no. I don't think they have burger places. Let me check out Come on. Rapla. No, no. Pärnu. From J. Kurasare. No. A bit. Põltsama. Yeah, this can take a while. Võru. No. Valga. Let me try to find it. Uh... How how can I forget? Uh, okay. Payment. <laughs> not not Rakvere, no. Oh shit. Ulitz. Mm, Ulitz have very nice burgers as well, for sure. William burger. William burger. Yeah. Okay, I don't yeah. know this one. William uh, burger. I think one of my favorites. Um, one sixty does very good burgers as well. Lots of, lots of, lots of different places. Sunin Burger Factory has some good ones before mm-hmm. they moved, at least. Um, yeah, and when you go to any any food festival, uh, you mm-hmm. will see there are like seventy percent or eighty percent places selling burgers, and ten percent mm. will be something else. <laughs> yeah. Else. yeah, food festivals have become pretty popular here. Yeah, and yeah, street yeah. festivals as yeah. well, right? Yeah. I really love uh, all those uh, locality days. So. Mm-hmm. I live in Kalamaya, so Kalamaya Pav is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember the last time when it happened before Corona days, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my landlord, he had a small cafe in his backyard. Oh, cool! And uh, he 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 had some tree things and some small tables, and kids were doing it, and people were coming and eating. And I was cooking in the window, yeah, and my my window kind of opens at the cafe, and I was cooking. And Indian food has pretty strong aroma. Mm-hmm. People were asking, looking at me. Can I order something from there? <laughs> so apparently, I can do it next time as well, as no, I have been yeah. told. Yeah, just have a, one big pot of curry and some rice. And yeah, just definitely. Um, that, those small things. Uh, that is another stunning thing I, that I really like. Them. 
Mm-hmm. And every every locality has it, right? There was yeah, really nice one in Osmail one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think Osmail started it. They, okay. were the, okay. they were the original ones. Mm-hmm. Had like the street parade and yeah. the concerts and yeah. things. And then other areas were like, they liked it. And they started making their own as well, like Kalamaya and mm-hmm. then... Uh, Mm. And now even and other cities have like it. Viimsi and Hiuma. In yeah, Hiuma yeah, there's yeah. like coffee kubavat, yeah. like coffee days. And, and yeah. then there was this uh, food truck festival in Laulu. Laulu Valiak as well. Mm. Jutpe, yeah. Yeah. And then Telliskivi. And, yeah, and there were like drunk people going up on the on the swings and puking. Oi. It was fun. <laughs> that sounds a bit dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, and um, it's 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 getting better. I think Estonia mm-hmm. is getting more more global and metropolitan in terms of food. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. I think when you go to this food festivals, then there is like almost everybody tries to do something super special, and even there, it's hard to find like traditional Estonian. Mm-hmm. You can find like hummus uh, places. Or there is like... there is one thing which I always eat. It's that uh, the f- the fried fish thing, the small fish, the fry on a big big pan okay yeah uh, that's in every food festival in every everywhere you go it was in Setama it was in every locality uh, festival I went to any concert it will it will mm-hmm. be there so I, I really enjoyed that one it goes the, the greasy fish goes well with the crazy <laughs> fish okay I don't know which which you mean exactly but it sounds uh, special <laughs> crazy fish um mm. but it's nice uh there is there is peop- and people also it's a, most of my friends, mm-hmm. uh, they say that people don't like spicy food. Yeah. But most of my friends really, really can take very spicy food. Really? Okay. Yeah. At times when I make food, um, so we have, Indian food has very mm-hmm. big distinction between spicy and hot. Okay. Yeah? What so, is the difference? I'm like totally lost. Like uh, so for me, it when, seems when the same. Say, <laughs> so when people say spicy here, mm-hmm. um, we would call it hot. You know, it's like the chilies yeah. and... Okay pepper and all those things but we can make food spicy like you can have all your cumins or coriander or turmeric mm-hmm. or cinnamon ginger garlic and none of that makes food 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 hot at all mm-hmm. so we have very distinction and they would ask me to do it more hot and like we can't do it you know it's hot just for the sake of it because if you put more chilies you have to balance it with other things as well mm-hmm. and then you kind of don't taste anything else and you just taste the spices so yeah, but most of my friends they can they can take a lot of spicy food, which is pretty cool. I'm gonna not gonna lie. <laughs> um, then there is a group started by some Estonian people called Chili Heads. Chili Heads. Yeah, okay. and I'm a part of it. Oh, and mm, okay. there there are events in that group. And events. Then, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we go to specific restaurants. They oh. they they organize an evening with specific restaurants where they do a special menu for us okay. and all those menus all the food items are very very spicy like mm-hmm. no, norm, like way more spicy than what they would make normally and everyone would be crying and laughing and then drinking their <laughs> <laughs> and and laughing. And most wow. of them are Estonian <laughs> most of those people are Estonian yeah. so okay. there, there's definitely definitely a place for it huh. um, okay I'm definitely not the chili head I wouldn't <laughs> I couldn't be part of it I grew up with like my mother like barely used salt like mm-hmm. when cooking so I was used to like really like bland foods and yeah. that was my norma- normality <laughs> and then I went to uh, Nepal stayed there for a month got used to the spiciness mm-hmm. and then came back to Estonia and was like every, everything that I ate I was like 
where is the chili? <laughs> I need to add something. There's something missing. <laughs> and so, but mm. that lasted for like half a year. And then I slowly like mm. went no, back to my... <laughs> it's understandable. Your palate needs to get used to of all, all the chemicals that that's mm-hmm. in chili. And, yeah. But but things are definitely getting more more cosmopolitan. Um, there are more Thai places now. There are apparently a Vietnamese place, and uh-huh. there are some more Asian places. Yeah, Mongo's there's Chinese even like place. bubble tea is coming in town. Yeah, there is lots <laughs> of baba. I'm excited uh-huh. about. There's lots of baba here now. Yeah, and that's also you can find in most uh, festival as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that someone will be selling some babas. Okay, that's yeah, cool. That's I like nice. bubble tea. <laughs> baba. Okay, so do you have a bucket list of like things that you did so much research about Estonia? Yeah. Did you did you made a bucket list of all the things you want to experience? I yes, for sure. Yeah. Okay, I what like, what like, is in there and what do you still I have I, want to do? I saw there are some uh, concerts and music festival in forest. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think. Uh, what's the name? Uh, Ilana Sound? Island Sound, yeah. No, I know Island Sound is just on island, yeah. Yeah, no, Muhuma, Muhu Island. Yeah, it's on Muhu. Um, but no, there is something which is in forest. Maybe like this year, I think Viralite had a concert or something. I think that was one of Tiny them, yeah. Island. And that seems pretty cool. I would like to do those things. Uh, explore Estonian nature more. I can't, I can't drive, so yeah, that, okay. that's kind of that's a bit difficult. of a dampener. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Yeah, just go around. Uh, Pe- Pepsi, Pepsi Arve looks very mm. cool. Pepsi Arve. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there is a food festival which happens around the lake. So there are like 200 more pop-up restaurants and cafes mm-hmm. which pop up and they use all the produce from the lake and the farms surrounding mm-hmm. it. And you can just go around the whole trail over three days and you can eat your way around. Yeah. So I wanted to do it, but then just didn't really happen somehow. And then Corona, Hopefully course, next so year. Hopefully next year, yeah. yeah. So there are definitely a lot of things and all of that uh, kind of revolve around exploring Estonia more. Mm-hmm. Like, so through concerts or uh, either you hike or just go to lakes or eat around mm-hmm. or just find unique saunas around the country. Unique that, saunas. <laughs> uh, there are mm-hmm. some very nice ones. So RM, RMK seems to have mm-hmm. a nice list of it. And mm-hmm. I recently, not recently, like a year ago, found about the sauna in the forest where you can't drive so where you, you can't drive you can't you can't drive yeah. in the sauna no <laughs> you, you can't you can't drive nearby so you ah, have okay, to park okay. your gotcha. and then you have to hike somewhere yeah and that sauna is free that whole cabin huh. is free oh that sounds sauna, cool and it's on top of like a river or something like okay that. um so i have bookmarked it that was Ooh. one of the things i wanted to do that's cool the most most of it and this also shows that how Estonians are very integrated with the nature itself. Mm-hmm. So people actually do things with it. They would hike, they would ski, or they would use sauna, or they would swim, or they would even do snow angels. So mm-hmm. in, in, in all of in all these things, you can see that people are actually interacting with the nature itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even, even, even the people who have lived in Tallinn all their life, mm-hmm. even they are very close to the nature yeah. they would have either summer houses or they would have friends who have summer house and they would escape to the nature as as quick as you can yeah it's super typical like that people have uh, like this concept in general summer houses like uh, that a uh, lot of estonians have uh, two houses and it comes from like that most most people who live in the cities, they've grown up either in a smaller place or their grandparents live in a smaller uh, village. And then when their grandparents die or uh, pass away, 
or then the house they will get it for themselves and then use it as a summer house as a vacation place yeah yeah, yeah sounds sounds like a very very good way of uh, like you take care of the house as well and you it's a very nice place to just you know disconnect and mm-hmm. get close to nature and relax and recharge yeah yeah and that's that's something and then uh and in this this cycle of daylight this Mm. That there is almost no sunlight in uh, December and January, and mm-hmm. there is almost no darkness in June, July. So it's not the same as in India. Or? N- not at all, no. Um, so the more south you go, and the days and nights start to be start to be more similar in length. Mm-hmm. But the more north you go, like like here, yeah. Mm-hmm. But where I'm from, the winter the sunset will be I think four thirty-five, and in summer the sunset will be like at seven. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it will get yeah. really dark in winter as well as in summer. So nothing like this here. Yeah. And even after three three summers, mm, it's not easy to get used to. Of. That's true. Me as a local, I don't like the winters are tough as well. <laughs> like when at three p.m. it goes dark, then oh, it's, I mean, it's you, you tough. go to you go to work when it's dark and you leave when it's dark. Pretty you know? much, yeah. But at the same time, I feel like during springtime when the days are getting longer, then I usually feel more. Uh, more um, tired in the, the day same. because I feel same. like it's still light. I have to like still keep going and doing something, <laughs> and then in the end, I'm like in the evening, I'm super tired because the days are so much longer. <laughs> um, for me, it manifested in a very different, funny way. So that let's say I joined work in February in one company, mm-hmm. and February is still quite dark. And when the spring was rolling in, mm-hmm. um, I was I was used to of leaving work when it's dark. Yeah. But in spring, in April, even when it's seven, it's not dark at all. And then I was feeling, I'm not working long enough. It's still, it's still bright <laughs> outside. I was, I was still feeling bad about oh, it. No. It, took, it. It took me, it took me some time to get used to it. And I was telling my boss that hey, this is a feeling. Of course, he understood it. It was, yeah. a, it was a very kind of nice, relaxed thing to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in my in my head, it was like, okay, I've been working till it's dark, mm-hmm. and now. I'm getting out when it's very bright. Yeah, it's something it's to just, get used to. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. just one of those things that you can read about as much as you want, but experiencing it is is very very different mm-hmm. in every way. Yeah. And winter can be very bad, but as soon as you hit the summer, you totally forget about it. People go crazy, <laughs> absolutely true. crazy. They they see the first sun, and uh, I remember like three three Saturdays ago, mm-hmm. the first time when the when the sun came up. I was the first time sun came up after, Ooh, after that a, day. <laughs> that day, that, that one day. <laughs> so, um, it I was I I I trained for my soul pal and then I decided to walk. I was mm-hmm. walking around the town for like three four hours, um, and mm-hmm. I went to the top of Old Town, mm-hmm. and there's a park near the Alexander Church Chapel, mm-hmm. and those, there are benches in the park, yeah. And those benches fa- was they were facing the sun, and in every on every bench there was someone just sitting with their eyes closed, like in absolute bliss. You know? <laughs> they, they, they had yeah. a smile on their faces, they had their <laughs> eyes closed, and they're just facing the sun and not doing anything. And yeah. On every bench there were just one person or a couple or a family. True story. No, like no one, no one was gonna. Like, it's a long bench. Come on, you can take the other side, but no one was doing it. <laughs> And oh, I really I wanted to take photographs of like it's, it's not it's not nice to take photographs of strangers, but just <laughs> just looking at them, uh, that was that was quite 
cute. You know? Oh, that sounds super yeah. nice. <laughs> you, you, could, you could see the happiness on their faces. Mm-hmm. You know, just that smile and just... Finally, you know. the sun, yeah. <laughs> Di- yeah. D-vitamin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, if you think about your time in Estonia and comparing it with India and well, to other countries where you've been, what would be your advice or tips for other foreigners who would want to move to Estonia? Ooh, okay. Um, my tip. So first would be that you should know what you're getting into. The society okay. is definitely on the introvert side. No one mm-hmm. is going to make you feel welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like any where I see if you meet strangers and they would take the first effort to invite you to things. And that's how it happened to me in most of the places I moved in India. Mm-hmm. But here, nobody's going to do that. People respect your personal boundaries. And if you don't ask them for anything, and if you don't initiate anything, they assume or they respect that you want to be away, you want to be alone. Mm-hmm. And that can lead to very, very... If you are the kind who actually want to meet people, but you don't have the energy or the skills to be to initiate social interactions or conversations, mm-hmm. you are in for some very lonely months or even years because I've met some people who say I've been here for three years and I don't have any friends and which is which is quite oh, sad yeah, they, it it's is. not that they don't want it they are introvert yes in all the, all different countries mm-hmm. and they're like you are a celebrity in Estonia they were like just 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 because one of my, one of my friends seen my see interviewed me for Canal Cux mm-hmm. and then misspelled my name on national TV I'm like that's it I'm leaving Estonia now <laughs> you got your you got your name misspelled on national television come on you can't be in the country anymore why <laughs> now you're I'm famous kidding. now you can I'm kidding so okay. she changed it uh, the online version which kind of sticks around she changed mm-hmm. that version with the uh, okay. original maybe you need an Estonian name <laughs> Take some uh, Yuri or Karl or <laughs> yeah, Martin or, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like the most Estonian name I have I have seen is Kadri and Kartu. Kadri and Kartu. Kard- okay. Kadri, Kartu and Trin. And Trin, okay. Yeah, these yeah. three. But Trin and Kadri are the same thing, right? Because, no. Because Trin is from Catherine and Kadri is also from Catherine. Uh, I would say they're separate names. <laughs> no, they are separate names, but the origin isn't the same. I think Katarina is where the... Kadri is coming or Katrin? But Kadri or from comes from the Queen Kadri, Katarin. Katarina Isimana comes from yeah. like the uh, wife of the Russian Tsar, mm-hmm. Katarina. Yeah. yeah. And and Trin comes from Katarina as well. And mm-hmm. Rina comes from Katarina. I think you know more than I then. <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> hey, actually no know that. Okay, let's get back to it. You okay. Have, you have a date to go to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, any any more tips or advice that you can think well, of? Yeah. So, because the society inherently is uh, on the on the introvert side, and people tend to appreciate genuine expressions, emotions, and genuine actions. So, I would definitely recommend that if you are coming over, you have to take the initiative, and you have to take the initiative because you want to just do something, mm-hmm. not because you want something in return. Because people see that. If you want something in return, it's it doesn't really come across very nicely, and then they will not really do it unless mm-hmm. you are giving something they really want, which is you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, so for what I don't know what will work, but I can tell what worked for me. Mm-hmm. So in the, in the social interactions, you just I kind of 
I had to learn it subconsciously mm-hmm. and interact with people in the way that even if you're giving compliments, for example, you don't want anything in return. Even if you're inviting someone for things to do, just invite it very candidly. Mm-hmm. And, but still being kind of serious that it's not that you're going to go back and forget about it. You have to like take an action about it. And then if you ask someone, how are you? Because people don't do small talk too much, right? Mm-hmm. If you are saying, how are you? You should legit be ready to listen. Like listen very kind yeah. of attentively, you know, that you actually care about it. And just just these things and it helps. But yeah, it, it will take time. You will have to put in lots of energy because others are not going to take the initiative. You will have to, you will have to make the first approach. Or get them drunk. That works as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's your tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Feed them. Feed them. Feed give them, them hell, and they're yours. Like, yeah. But um, it's not. It's not that bad. Yeah. At times, you will feel um, that people are more um, kind of likely to get hang out with their own friends, or mm-hmm. more likely to spend time with their own friends, especially in on days where it's more. Uh, personal so like Christmas for example yeah uh-huh. and if you're missing your family from back home at Christmas even if you don't celebrate Christmas like we don't but it's a still a festive season and you will see that everyone is in their homes it's a very personal time so you should not you should be ready for that uh-huh. that people will not really invite you um, to their homes in these kind of personal situations but on the other hand people will invite you to your sauna houses or summer mm. houses and so those things are nice you should be kind of open to putting in a lot of effort from your own side and yeah and just just when people plan way ahead like they will <laughs> plan, plan way ahead they will okay. plan weeks in advance <laughs> isn't that normal like you we have a calendar so of course you're gonna <laughs> plan calendar? out <laughs> have a calendar <laughs> so you don't plan in india uh, well we, we we do plan in india but um, we don't have a calendar i don't really know people who have calendars of what they are doing and what they and it is sonia because yeah. i try to do a lot of things mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes it has happened that I want to do this and I will tell someone yes and then someone remind me, dude, mm-hmm. we're doing something else on that day. You cannot say yes to them. So people people have their days planned. So if you mm-hmm. want to do something, then you should kind of um, think of that as well. That yeah. You may be spontaneous and your schedule may be open or you may be flexible, but others, um, they have their days planned in advance. Mm-hmm. So I just, just keep that in mind. Yeah. Okay. And just, just in general, be be very open and understand that you are, you are just coming to a place which is very different from most likely very different from wherever you are coming from. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind and be ready for, be ready for it, and it will it will it will help. I don't know if it will be something you like because you know it doesn't matter how open minded you are, you may not end up liking something. Mm-hmm. So you still may not like it, but just just be very very open and. Uh, be very genuine because people can see through that. I guess people are used to of whatever history Estonia has because of that. They're used to of um, being very cautious mm-hmm. in how they, their interactions. So just be just 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 remember all these things and it will make your life a bit easier for sure. Yeah. Okay, nice. Anything else you would like to add before we wrap mm. up? 
I don't know, so far it's been, it's been a good ride. People, people ask me at times that, are you thinking of moving out? Because mm-hmm. they don't have maybe social circle or they are very bored. But I don't know, so far, so far I like it. Mm-hmm. I had a chance when I was looking for new jobs right now. And then I had a chance that I look abroad and think. But I don't know, where else I can go back to work in 15 minutes and people still think <laughs> it's far. Mm-hmm. That, you guys don't know what far means. So. <laughs> That's yeah, true. And, and then you work, and then in 30 minutes, even if you take public transport, mm-hmm. you, are, you, are, you, you are open to do your hobbies. So I go and play like at eight and then come back. And even then I am free. I have enough energy to grab a drink with someone else. So I really like that the city doesn't really suck all of my energy out of me. Mm-hmm. And I still have um, like a lot of time and energy to do whatever I want to do. So, yeah. Yeah, sometimes I wish it could be more social. Some some friends have moved from here to Spain and they were like, Avi, if you come here, you will have hundreds of friends in like a month. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I have five here. And I'm happy. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, nice. No, so far, so far, so good. It's been, it's been a good ride. Okay, you know? that's cool. Okay, nice to hear and uh, nice to end in such a positive note. So... Uh, our time has flown by and oh yes so much so much things we can more talk about yeah there are so many topics that we could go deeper into yeah. but thanks for coming and thanks for chatting thanks and, for inviting. and sharing so many stories oh, yeah, it was fun my first podcast in Estonia Woo! been nice Woo-hoo! celebrations <laughs> okay and for all the listeners find found in Estonia on Facebook and Instagram like us Tell us, make a story and tell us what you liked in this episode, what you learned from Avi. Did you uh, learn anything about India that you didn't know before? And uh, write to us and go to foundinestonia.ee and join our newsletter as well. And if you want to have Indian food, write to me. Oh yeah, (laughs) you heard it, so (laughs) do it. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye.